Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America-wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Stoffer joining you. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex, Thursday edition. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all, and they could be doing it for you now. This is Oilers Now, coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now, jam-packed edition. Did a flip-flop yesterday. Craig Simpson, regular Wednesday contributor to the show from NHL Hockey and Rogers, Hockey Night in Canada. Craig Simpson will join us today. At 12.35. Today, the Edmonton Oil Kings uh, announced uh, their signings of their top two picks in the 2014 WHL Panther Draft. The number one overall pick, Dylan uh, Gunther, will join us. He is uh, a high-octane offensive player that will be helping out the Oil Kings moving forward. Uh, we'll play one more year, I guess this year in Midgets, and then we'll be in the Western Hockey League coming up in a year from now. Gil Scott. Gil Scott is a longtime agent. For years, dating all the way back into uh, the uh, early 80s with uh, high-profile CFL players. He represents NHL head coaches, uh, NFL long snappers and kickers, uh, CFL players. Gil Scott, he's an entertaining guy. We'll be having him on today's show coming down the pipe at 105. The general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings is Randy Hanch. He will make an appearance on today's show at 120. Oh! And our old friend Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, HRA, live racing at Northlands Park this Saturday. Uh, Speck will swing by at 135. So two hits from Nashville where both teams are going to be wanting to bring it tonight. No question about that. It is Winnipeg in Nashville, Game 7. <sighs> it's just a year ago, the Oilers in Anaheim, Game 7. Got to get back there. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. It's brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. We'll tell you they have Nazareth, August 10th, at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. My personal Twitter, uh, Twitter handle is Bob underscore Stoffer. Dave Campbell is ably assisting me on the show. Hey, uh, this, hey it's been fun. And you got to do it next week, too, because Brendan's, if they let him back into the country. And, you know, the my daughter watches the show, uh, what is it, Border Security or yeah. Border Patrol? Yeah. I'm not sure Brendan's going to get back in. <laughs> well, uh, 
he's going to have to find someone else to assist him because I'm away next week. You're away too. Yeah. I thought you were helping him out. Wow. No, no, no. Oh, like you're, I, you're, where are you going next week? My, well, I'm not going anywhere really. It's, oh, okay. Uh, family time. Uh, staycation? F- family time, staycation, honeydew list, one day trip, I think, out to uh, my old stomping grounds in uh, Camrose, Alberta. Are you, I never knew you were well, from I'm not Cam- from there, but I spent 30 years there. Okay. Because uh, my grandparents lived out there for, okay. for that amount of time. So, okay. Uh, Camrose was my second home. So. Who's the best hockey player ever to come from Camrose? No oh, boy. Like from the team camera? <laughs> the Kodiaks? Well, or from, the, from the new Sarepta Camrose area. Oh, you tell me. I used to play them in the old Highway 14 league when I played with the uh, with Fulton Vale and then the Strathcona Warriors. Who's that? Uh, I'm trouble. Well, Steve Goddess was, uh, he, he actually, speaking of horse racing, he got into uh, standard bread racing after yeah. he played in the NHL, had a cup of coffee. Uh, Josh Green is from Camrose. Oh, right, right, Scott, right. Scott Ferguson, who was with the Oilers, tough defenseman. I remember Edmonton uh, signed, I think it was Bill Heward. And Billy Heward could chuck him. He was a strong guy. He had a very deceptive left hand. And they signed him in the mid-90s. Morley would remember this. And down at camp, and that's when they still fought each other at the start of training camp. And yep. Ferguson got into it with Heward. And Ferguson Ferguson could do okay. He was uh, yeah. Um, in a related story. You ever go to those uh, chirp sites or, you know, like you, you go online and you, you visit uh, YouTube and it's the best hockey chirps and stuff like that? Yes. There is one where Aaron Downey, who uh, I have a family connection to, but Aaron Downey was Detroit's uh, tough guy and uh, he knocked out Jesse Bullerys when Aaron was in Dallas. But anyhow, Downey was playing against uh, the Oilers and this is in, must have been in the late 90s or well, maybe the early 2000s and he uh, is giving it, he's working over uh, Scott Ferguson and he he's calling Ferguson a slug and I'm thinking to myself, well, Aaron, you know, you're fairly, like, fairly limited in terms of your role on the ice as well. <laughs> and I brought this up years later with Aaron because, ironically enough, his younger brother married my younger sister. So ah, okay. I was, you know, uh, by far, there were, there's the four Downey boys and they're all potato farmers from Ontario. And they were hard, from Shelburne, Ontario, hard-nosed, tough guys. And... Uh, so I, you know, it was one of the rare occasions where I decided to be a little bit quieter at the wedding than maybe I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wanted the Oilers. I remember bringing this up with Kevin Lowe. I wanted Edmonton to uh, to bring Aaron in at one time because he he was a real strong technical fighter. Like right. he, you know, he, George worked him over once pretty good. George got the best of him one time, but he he flat out knocked out Jesse Bullery's club. He told me uh, years later. He said, "Bob, to be honest with you, Bullery's did that to me in the minors." He dropped me one time, but I got him. I got him flush. Um, right. So interesting. Uh, and the Aaron did some training with the Detroit Red Wings organization for a while, um, and some work with Dallas as well. And he, the last time I heard, he was doing personal training. You know the Richies, uh, Brett Nick Richie. Uh, he trains those guys. Those are big, strong uh, guys as well. So mm-hmm. interesting stuff yeah. on, on that front. Wow, did we ever go on a segue there? Yeah, we uh, did. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, you're like the <laughs> you're like the Camrose, the, the king of Camrose, though. Uh, well, maybe at one time, yeah. At one time, you're the so, king. So, thirty <laughs> years you were out there. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've lived in Edmonton uh, all all my life, but oh man, Camrose, we we were there. My family maybe once, twice a month, and then in the summer I spend two, three weeks out there. Okay. So. If somebody can correct me on who the best player is to ever come out of the thriving metropolis of Camrose, you can text <laughs> us at six thirty, six thirty on your Westlock Ford text line because it's entirely possible that I've. I really like Josh Green. He was a good guy. Yeah, decent fellow as well. Didn't quite 
you know, maybe how the NHL career people thought when he was in the Western League. But he was still, I mean, he still had a good career. He played forever and, yeah. uh, you know, was a very useful player down on the farm for a couple of years with Edmonton as well. There you have it. You can text us again at 630-630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Um, so we've got lots to talk about. It's interesting with the Edmonton Oil Kings because there's a cyclical nature that comes with junior hockey. This is not an apology. We don't apologize here, right? We don't. You know what? I have empathy for the fans, the commitment level they've shown to the Edmonton Oilers. This year was an incredibly disappointing season. Uh, there has been changes as a result of it in terms of with the coaching staff and that sort of thing. I'm going to be intrigued to see what the Edmonton Oilers do in the offseason. It's interesting with the Edmonton Oil Kings because cyclical nature in junior hockey, right? Like, there's a team poised to take a big step forward in the next couple of years, and they've really struggled for several years, and that's the Saskatoon Blades. They got a lot, they're going to have some good offensive players. Um, so there's, there's a club that you know, uh, loaded up for hosting a Memorial Cup run back, oh geez, I'm thinking it might have been what year was that? Uh, 20, it was 2013. They host the Memorial Cup in 2013. Lauren Mulliken, who was a farm team head coach, the Edmonton Oilers had a cup of coffee with the Chicago Blackhawks. Once uh, got in a scrap that he regretted with George McPhee uh, from an incident that happened in a pre- George McPhee could chuck him in a in a preseason game. Uh, Lauren Mulliken and his brother ran that team, and they're a little bit old school in some of the things that they did. And then the Priestner family bought that hockey club, and there's been a fair amount of turnover with players, but now they've finally got their cycle of guys through at 17, 18, and 19, and they're ready to take that step forward. The Oil Kings, um, as we all know, from 2011-12 until 13-14, were the best team in the West. I mean, for three straight years, 50-plus win seasons. They drafted, not literally, but figuratively off of uh, that success for a couple of years and maybe made the team playoffs the next two years with really average to even below average teams on paper. And now the last couple of years they've missed the playoffs and now they get themselves in back-to-back years a number four and number one overall pick. And it changes things. But in, in when you're drafting Bantams, it takes a couple of years for that process to go through. So I'm going to be intrigued to see how much movement occurs this year because in a year from now, that's a team that's going to be ready to take that step. So, by the way, Saskatoon, uh, this all ties in with the upcoming Helenka Gretzky tournament. Uh, Saskatoon has a player named Kirby Dock. He's out of Fort Saskatchewan. He will be a consensus uh, preseason projected top 10 pick for the upcoming NHL draft, the 2019 NHL draft, not the 2018 draft. So he's the type of player that we might see uh, in Edmonton and in Red Deer for the uh, Helenka tournament. Uh, this is a poor year on the WHL front. Ty Smith out of uh, Spokane plays with Kyler Yamamoto. He might be the only guy that goes in the top 15. And I know a lot of people think he's going to go number 10 to Edmonton. I- I'm not convinced that's going to occur. Uh, I don't. Kn- I haven't spoke to anybody with the Oilers organization, uh, but we've we've had enough scouts on and uh, enough uh, uh, people that do you know. And I'm read up on various guys, and I'm kind of of the belief that Smith is somewhere between 12 to 14 for most teams, so I wonder whether or not there might be a scenario where there's, you know, we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening in terms of uh, this year for the WHL. They might only have two first-round picks. That's it. But next year, there could be five or six in the top 12 to 15 picks, which is the way it used to be back in the day. Um, Hey, I got a a tweet today. You'll laugh at this. And so people... uh, People uh, have to take things into consideration. This gentleman sent me a direct message um, out of 
Prince George. And he said, Bob, I chatted this morning with a guy I know who knows a Carolina reporter. And here's what he said. This is it, this was in a tweet that was sent my way. It says, Edmonton was off, offered Carolina the 10th overall pick and yes, a Poliarvi for Justin Falk. He adds in the tweet, they offered Clefbaum, but Carolina wasn't interested. Thoughts? Well, my thoughts on that is it's complete and total BS. Okay, that's what my thoughts are. You're gonna. Here's the thing that has happened with Carolina. When Ron Francis was the GM of the team, they called him Fort Francis. Nothing got out of there. You, now, he didn't make a lot of moves, but you never knew if anything was going on. Uh, it's my belief that the Carolina Hurricanes moving forward will be... <laughs> They'll have a great emphasis, Dave, on analytics. And if they do that, they're not going to... First of all, the Oilers would... I don't even think the Oilers would do Paul Yarvey straight up mm-hmm. for uh, for Justin Falk. I think that if you, if you crunch numbers, and I believe Carolina's going to go down that path, that, that actually weakens the argument for Justin Falk in a trade. Mm-hmm. Because... You know, he, frankly, guys aren't better than when they're on the ice with him than when they're not on the ice. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're on the ice with somebody else, they have better puck possession numbers than they do when they're on the ice with Justin Falk. Now, can Falk provide an impetus from the blue line on the power play? Yes, he can. He can shoot the puck. He had a bad shooting percentage year. He looked a little far be it for me to comment on another player's personal appearance. Um, So I'll be really polite in this. I'll say I didn't like his body composition. When I saw him when we were in Carolina late in the season, uh, I not I, I I'd be surprised. I haven't spoken to anybody. The orders have been they're away right now. Their scouting staffs and some of their uh, management people. I would be st- stunned if the if the orders would even do Paul Yarvey straight up for uh, uh, you know for Justin Falk. And as for the number t- like number ten, no now. If you were talking the number two pick coming back the other way, maybe then you're having a conversation at mm-hmm. that point because now you're talking a whole different animal in terms of the caliber or you know the caliber of player. So I, but I, not a chance. I've not heard anything in terms of Pulleyarvi in the ten. Knowing what I know in terms of the valuation for Pulleyarvi in the Oilers organization, I'd be absolutely stunned. So I would suggest to you that that rumor that this individual is getting a friend of a friend is total and complete BS. Who's the new head coach in Carolina again? Rod Brindamore. Right. Jim Rat, right? I mean, they had to lock the gym so he'd leave. Yes. Uh, Justin Falk better step up. <laughs> oh, I think Justin Falk's going to get. I think Jeff Skinner and Justin Falk are getting traded out of Carolina. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, but I don't think the Carolina Hurricanes are going to get what they think they're going to get. You know what? I, I think deep down inside, they know that the value, both players were significant, uh, like minus 23 or 24 plus, uh, you know, plus this year. They both struggled. Uh, Falk didn't score goals until late in the season. I mean, he is a double-digit goal scorer. He, you know, for three or four straight years, he averaged about 15 goals per season. But he gets challenged defensively. And now, if you would, I would I take I would take Justin Falk on my team, but not in that deal. Let's put it that way. So I, I you know, and I think Clefbaum's a better defenseman than Falk different dimension in terms of fault with the offense but I you know Oscar Clefbaum's coming off an injury played year as well you know what there's an old saying sometimes less is more and this might be a year for the Oilers and it's not sexy but this might be a year for the Oilers where less is more mm-hmm. in terms of the offseason move 
I don't know. I mean, what do you think on that? Does that make a little bit of sense? Well, D by committee. You know, well, when I, you he, talk about an offensive, and I know Maddie was on yesterday and he said, what, 29 goals? The defense scored last year. Yeah, but they're two top. Like, like, right, right. Like you had twenty goals the year before from the combination of Clefbaum yeah. and Sekron. They combined for five goals yeah. last year. All I know is that defense score was good when the Oilers made the playoffs because they were healthy. Right, and that group was never healthy. They they never. I don't even know if they had their top six intact all season. Right. So to me, if you know, we're already seeing that what that defense score can do if they're all intact for a long period well, of time. Well, and you know, we don't know on the coaching front what's going to happen. I, right. It's basically assumed out there that Trent Yanni is coming in as an assistant coach. Well, Trent's track record is exceptional in developing young young players, including some projects. Mm-hmm. He had Dustin Bufflin in the minors too in Chicago's organization, and Mike Smith recently in a piece in the Athletic credited Trent Yanni with sticking with uh, Bufflin and making him a player. Right. Um, so, you know, you you have Nurse, you have Benning. Could they get better? I think they could both get better. Can Sekera bounce back from injury? He could. Uh, Got Ethan Bear down the line. Yeah, but point. not but not right away from nope. me. Like he nope. needs to learn how to defend. Like at the NHL Agreed. level, you watched him right late yep. in the season. He okay made some plays in the power play, but he was also challenged to defend. Now a year from now, for sure, might even yep. be half a year. I'll be intrigued to see what happens here moving forward with the Edmonton Oilers. Is it possible they make a trade for a right shot D? Of course it is. Is it also possible this is a year where less is more? Yeah, it is. Like, unless you're trading up, I, I, I don't think I'd be moving the number ten pick. I'm serious. Unless you got overwhelmed in a deal, overwhelmed being the uh, key uh, terminology there. All right, let's do this. It is twelve twenty three in Edmonton. We're going to take a uh, quick timeout, and when we come back. Dave Campbell will have NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and his group, Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place, ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Ched. 12.25 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Spoiler alert, Canada is playing uh, international power in uh, hockey Norway. Uh, they probably got us in cross-country skiing, I'm going to suggest, but uh, we might have them in hockey. Uh, it's midway through the first period. Canada's up one nothing. Connor McDavid has scored Canada's goal at the World Hockey Championship. Uh, now, let's get to NHL today. It is brought to you by our friends, as we mentioned, from Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. And here is Dave Campbell. Bob, Game 7, baby! Let's get going! Here we go! Round 2 will end tonight. Game 7, Western Conference, Winnipeg Jets in Nashville to play the Predators. Series tied at three. This has been such an even series. Both are tied in shot attempts. Shots on goal five on five. Predators have 12 goals. Even strength. Jets have 11. The Preds have 
However, the edge in experience in Game 7. 45 games compared to the Jets' 12. Bob mentioning the World Hockey Championships. Connor McDavid won nothing uh, for Team Canada. Earlier today, U.S. beats Latvia 3-2 in overtime. Slovakia with a 3-1 win over France. Uh, right now, Russia is taking on the Czechs. The United States, they have bolstered its blue line with the addition of Boston Bruins defenseman Charlie McAvoy. Stuart Skinner, wow, 32 saves for his fifth shutout of the playoffs. Swiftcorn Broncos beat the Everett Silvertips 1-0 in Game 4 of the Western Hockey League Final. Broncos have a three games to one lead in the series. They can clinch to a Memorial Cup berth tomorrow in Game 5 in Everett. Stuart Skinner again. Bob, best Carter Hart. That's uh, remarkable. I mean, it's and it really has been down to the goaltending in the series. Bob, I was I, I did have a conversation last night with somebody that was uh, at the game, and they just he just said point blank. He said Skinner and Hart were both brilliant last night. Skinner, during the course of the series, has stopped 132 of 139 shots. That's a 950 save percentage. The goalies have been tremendous for both teams. Swift Current is up 3-1. If they win this series, Skinner's winning the MVP of the WHL Championship. Last Edmonton Oilers prospect to win the MVP in a WHL Championship. He's playing for Germany over at the uh, World Championship. Leon Dreisaitl did it back in 2015. He's not bad. He's not bad. Uh, I like him. Uh, we can go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Come back. We're going to head down to Nashville for the first of two hits today. Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey on Rogers and Hockey Night in Canada. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.